Have you thought about getting media attention for your business? That's what we're talking about in episode 11 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. Last week, I was in Collingwood at Blistem, which is a social media conference. And I was up at Blue Mountain, which is this fabulous little town up in the mountains. It's quaint. It's a lot like Mont Tremblant if you've ever been there, which is a little bit closer to my house. So I'd never been to Collingwood before. But they hosted this conference in this beautiful little town. And I got to explore it and check out all the little shops and the little restaurants. And even better, I got to learn a lot of things at the interesting sessions that they had. And I got to see and meet people that I've known for a long time online and haven't seen or that I've never met before at all. And one of those people was Christy Laverty, and she's somebody that has worked in media for a long time, and now recently she's gone out on her own, and she's helping other people learn how to get media attention, and generally with public relations. And she agreed to sit down with me so we could talk about how you guys could get media attention. Media attention is so great because it gives you all kinds of content that's good for sharing online, it's good for credibility, and it's good for reaching out to new audiences. So let's dig into the interview. I think there's a lot of really good stuff for you here today. Thanks, Christy, for being on the podcast with me today. Do you think you could start off by telling me a little bit about what you do? Thanks. I'm so glad that you've asked me, actually. This is really fun. I love podcasts. So what I do is really help people to understand what media does and how to leverage the power of the media to help them better promote what they do, their brand, their business, their blog. I really believe there's an opportunity that a lot of people are missing by taking advantage of that. I've worked in the media for 20 years, so I know what it's like to be pitched to uh, by PR companies. And not to say that PR is bad, because it's great and it serves a purpose, but not everybody has a huge budget, $5,000, $10,000, to hire a PR company. And sometimes I don't even think it's necessary. I have always loved being pitched by people who live the story. You're the best ambassador for your company because you know it better than anybody else. So why not approach the media and be featured and speak up and... It's a great way to be featured, to reach an audience that maybe you haven't had exposure to and without blowing a budget because it really is free for you. It's just your time invested in doing a bit of research and finding the right people to talk to. Um, And think about the money you would have to spend to advertise on a major network like CTV or Global or City or be featured at 680 or, you know, be featured at the Toronto Star huge money to advertise and to reach that audience reach out to the media and it happens in an organic way you get really great street cred by you know being featured because a journalist has done their diligence they know who you are so you get a little bit of that third-party endorsement just by being featured so that's what I do I help people to see the potential and to really start learning how to change the story that they're telling people in a way that is attractive to the media. So I think that's a great next thing to talk about. You said, you know, tell your story, but I think a lot of business owners would think, well, I don't really have anything to say to the media. 
I'm not sure that there's anything that they would want to hear. How do you figure out what it is that you do? How to, what kind of things do the media want to hear about? Story is key, right? And you have to think about how you can serve people. How do you entertain? How do you inform? How do you make somebody's life better, easier, you know, happier? And really, when media is telling a story, they want to inform their audience. They want to educate. They want to entertain. Me, as a producer, I am serving my audience. My clients and customers are my audience. So I want them to learn something, be entertained. And story is key, that human element. We all care about other people. So how can you show, well, show me, tell me how um, people should care. And that's really key. It's, it's always story, think of the human element. But it's not about reinventing the wheel. Um, the easiest way to step into the media is to follow a story that's already being featured. There are stories that happen every day that the media is looking for a way to tell it in a different way, to advance the story, in that maybe the story is already a day old, but it still has some legs, it still has interest. But when media is telling the story, everything always has to be new and fresh. So finding a different voice or a different angle to a story that's already in the news is the way to keep it fresh by finding somebody new. So sometimes it's not about maybe talking about your business specifically, but maybe for example, you're in the health field in some way. You probably have a lot to say about certain aspects. Think health studies. Think, you know, how people can live a better, healthier life. There's always days in the calendar like National Hot Dog Day or National Donut Day or National... I mean, there's a day for everything. Those are also good ways to jump in because sometimes they're fun. And you say, oh, National Donut Eating Day, I'm going to just scarf down as many donuts. Well, maybe you're a health food advocate and you can talk about, well, it's really great to indulge, but... You know, there are ways that you can have fun with this kind of thing, but still be healthy and, you know, eat great, fun, baked stuff without, you know, going over the top. It's one example of how you have to think outside the box, and it isn't about specifically talking about your business per se, because no one in the media really wants to feature you and make it a commercial about you. So you have to think, how you're going to come around back to it and by being featured and buying by adding a different opinion or voice to a story you get in front of it and they're always going to say you're you know jane smith from x company and when you're on tv you can tell them what you want to be supered or what you want to show up under your name what they call under the the, the lower third um, so maybe you're a blogger well don't say you're a blogger Maybe you say, hey, I'd really like it if you could put my website name. So you're not talking about exactly what you do, but that's huge when your website shows up on a broadcast that is seen by a huge audience. I mean, some broadcasters have millions of viewers or millions of listeners, millions of readers during any given week. So that in itself is huge. You couldn't probably afford to advertise and reach that many people 
but by simply using your website under your name while you're speaking on whatever issue is huge advertisement for you. So it's about thinking outside the box, taking stories that are already in the news, easy. And people often say, oh, I, don't, I don't watch the news. But if you have a Yahoo account, there is a news feed before you get to your mail. They highlight stories that are already in the news, so pay attention. Set up some Google alerts to come into your inbox with key words that fall in your niche or your industry. And there are lots of um, news letters. Uh, there's one out of the States called Skim, and it's uh, S-K-I-M-M. And it is slanted to US, but I'm sure there's lots that you can find probably even in Canada. And they curate news headlines. And so it's a brief description of what's happening in the news. Click on the link for, you know, a bigger story in that particular newspaper website or whatever. So there's really no excuse. You can find ways to find the headlines and then realize that you have something to say and reach out to a producer or reporter or find the person who's written that story and say, hey, you know what, I think I have an interesting take on this story. If you're looking for somebody to add a different opinion to this, you know, I'm available and you can reach me and I'd love to talk with you about that. So when I reach out to them, it doesn't need to be some kind of formal news release type thing. I'm just writing them an email and explaining quite casually what it is I can do about what. Yeah, I actually have found over my years that I probably read less press releases and more personal emails um, that didn't have any release attached to them at all. And I know that um, a number of the PR people actually started to do that as well. Rather than blasting out a press release, they would send me an email and say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do, and these are some of the clients that I represent, or this is what I do and this is my business, and these are some of the things that I, that I am um, you know, an expert in or I can speak to. And you know, here are some of the stories that I was thinking would be really great, would fit with what you do, or would, you know, one of the things that we always featured at 680 when I worked there was health. Health stories are really hard um, because studies are difficult for people to grasp the importance of. So you like to find stories that really are human interest and that people can speak to. So I would get emails saying, hey, these are some of the stories that I have. Would you be interested in any of them? Is there a time when it's best for me to talk to you? Because that's the other tricky thing about, um, especially news media, and even you know producers who work on, say, the, the Social or Maryland Dennis or City Line. Not everybody in the media works the same schedule. So calling me when I'm an evening news producer at 9 o'clock, I'm not going to be there. But calling me when I get in the door at 5.15, not a good thing either because I'm trying to get my day started. So an impersonal email to say, this is who I am, this is what I do, I really you know, love some of the stories that you're covering and I think I have something to add to that. You know, What's best? Can I send you some releases? Can I phone you? What's the best way to connect with you? A, it does one thing, it introduces you to them. It also opens the door. But when you do send something like a press release, they recognize you because you've sent that email and it was personal. Um, and so when some of those other press releases come in for events or stories, they recognize the name 
oh yeah, that's right. I talked to that person and you know, they understood me. They got what I was doing. They understand my deadlines and really it's about helping me not serving just them. Cause that's really key for a lot of people. I think when they're dealing, trying to connect with the media, you know, you want to promote what you do. So you're thinking about you. But when you're in the media as a producer or reporter, I'm thinking about what I'm doing. And it's not the same as what you're doing. So coming to the table to the media and saying, I'm here to help you tell stories and to, you know, entertain or inform your audience. What can I do to help you? Provide value. That's what I say you always need to do, be doing with all your social media content. So it's just the same thing carrying through. That's Absolutely. Awesome. So... How do I know who to talk to? How do I find their contact information? How do I figure out what outlets to pitch? First, I would say have some kind of a media diet in that you need to digest and consume where you're planning to pitch to. You can't pitch a show um, because you think it's really cool, but you've never actually watched what they do. So you need to think about where your customers and clients are hanging out. Right? So what kind, of, what kind of shows are they watching? What kind of magazines do they read? What newspapers do they read? Um, do they read blogs? Do they listen to podcasts? So think about that and then start paying attention to what those particular reporters, producers, shows, what are they producing? What kind of content are they producing? Twitter is your friend um, because every reporter, producer, for any show, magazine, publication, they're all on Twitter. Um, most newsrooms, well, all newsrooms that I've ever worked in, um, since the birth of Twitter, they pretty much mandate that you have an account because they want them to be sharing. They want producers and reporters, people in that team, to be sharing the content. So that's how you find them. So you're watching the show. So you know that, you know, X reporter does health stories and why reporter does business. So you can go online, find them on Twitter, just search under their name. They usually have their station plus their name so that you can easily find them. So it's, you know, the star or 680 or CTV or global or whatever. Um, once you find one, they tend to all follow each other because they all work at the same station or the same show. So look under who they're following and start to follow all the other people start sharing some of the content that they share. There's a few other tricks. Um, a lot of people often forget about um, the credits on a news program. Most major shows run credits, like their six o'clock shows, news shows, but they run them only on Fridays. Usually at their end of their flagship show, which is the six o'clock supper hour show. Um, I use City TV as an example. Um, I work there so I know their format, but they put the credits and they list every single person who works in the news team. So that includes breakfast television, includes segment producers, field producers, associate producers, hosts, reporters for the six o'clock and the 11 o'clock and the weekend. They all show up in the credits. So reporters are easy because they're the face, the voice, but it's not is easy to find producers. So you look for the credits. So you, you know, PVR it, pause it at the end, write down all the names, go to Twitter, 
find them or Google them. Um, you can do it old school, right? Now you know a name, you phone the newsroom. Hey, I have a story idea. I was looking for, you know, so-and-so's email. Is it possible that you could, um, you know, give me their email? Most of the time they'll say yes, because people in the news and journalists and the media, they're in the business of telling stories. And so they want stories to be pitched to them. It's how you find stories. Um, there was a, a study that I had read recently that showed that I think it was like 70 or 80% of journalists say that they rely on Twitter every single day to do their job. That's how they find stories. It's find how they see what's trending. It's how they find people to be interviewed, sources. It's where they research a lot of their stories. So if you're in that space with them, sharing, liking, you know, making connections, um, it's much easier to find the people. But it's really about digesting the media, finding out where you want to be, and then making the list of your perfect. It's sort of like when you're in business and you think about that perfect client, your perfect customer, this is the same. You have to find your perfect media partner and build the relationship. Because once there's a relationship, I know you in a personal way and then learn that you're sharing great content and I'm interested because that's my niche as well in media and you make my job easier by helping me tell stories. And so I'm going to help you because you've helped me. And so it becomes a bit more of a relationship and there's more back and forth. I think that's an important point, right? You are helping a reporter. They want to hear from you. They need ideas. They need to keep creating content. And if they can get good stuff sent to them, you're not bothering them. You're not harassing them. And well, and you can't, don't want to harass them, yeah. <laughs> but you're being helpful. That's great. Do you have anything else about what you do that you'd like to share with us? Well, yes, I have my own website, christyalaverty.com, and I do blog and write about all of these things about how to pitch and where to find people and some of the easy ways to find, uh, you know, producers and reporters. So I'm always sharing stuff um, that way. And if you sign up for my newsletter, um, I will send you some cool freebie stuff on you know, top five ways to connect with reporters and producers. Um, and some really great tips uh, that I have learned over my 20 years of being in the media that I think are really important to share with people. So I'd love people to connect, come to my website, find me on Twitter and um, Instagram and uh, Facebook, sharing lots of awesome stuff. So. Awesome. So that's christyalaverty.com. And I will put all of the links to your website and all of your social channels in the show notes so that people Yay. can easily find you. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Christy. This has been really interesting. I'm really glad you were able to be on the show with me today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. I learned a lot. I I'm really looking forward to implementing some of the stuff Christy shared with us today. I am putting all of the links that we talked about, including the link back to Christy's website, where you can get her freebie in the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 11. I'll have all the other links we mentioned as well. 
And I would love if you would take a moment and come over and subscribe either on Stitcher or on iTunes so that you can keep getting these episodes. And if you enjoy it, if you can share it, and if you could leave me a review on iTunes, I would love all of that and I appreciate you all so much. Thanks and until next time, I'll see you online.